Healing has a look. It looks like joy. It looks like pain. It looks like sunshine after many seasons of rain. It looks like rain after a season of drought. It looks like addressing those fears and overcoming doubts. Healing is a necessity for your soul. If you want to grow to your fullest potential, healing has to be the goal. You are now listening to Healing the Soul. Enjoy the journey and let's heal. Hey family, welcome to episode one of Healing the Soul. I'm your host, Saved with Sauce, and I am so glad that you decided to tune in. I cannot wait to unpack the many different things around healing that has been laid on my heart. I have a mouthful to share with you guys. I felt like um, just the conversation around healing was one of the things that was so, it's so important for us to talk about because healing is like, it's like vegetables. It's one of those things that some people like, some people don't, but whether you do or you don't, it's needed for you to be a healthy version of yourself. So let's just start at what is healing? When, when you think about healing, what comes to your mind? When you hear the word, what comes to your mind? Like what, what does healing look like for you? I guess the first point that I can start off by making is I'm going to start at the definition. So the definition of healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. The definition itself resonates with me so much because for something to um, be made healthy or sound again, that means that somewhere along the line, there was a defect. Somewhere along the line, an injury has taken place, a, a deficiency has taken place. Something has taken place where now there is a need for healing. And one of the things that I realize is, or not even I realize, one of the things that I know is healing is not always physical. It's not always physical. It's not always a, a, an external injury that has taken place. No. Sometimes healing is mental. Sometimes healing is emotional. Sometimes healing is spiritual. Sometimes, uh, 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 the, or the need rather for healing is, it's an internal matter. It's an internal matter because something inwardly was impacted, whether it was the heart, whether it was the mind, uh, whether it was the soul, but something happened that has caused damage internally. And so whether it, it was something that has happened that has caused a broken heart, something that has happened that has shifted the way that you think, shifted the way that you see people, shifted the way that you shifted the way that you even interact in relationships. Or maybe it was something that has that that had taken place and it caused such an impact that it it, it took it caused the impact on the soul. And as a result, you're not the same person that you were before. 
You, you're not the same person that you were before the incident. You're not the same person that you were before the trauma. You're not the same person that you were before the abuse. You are, you're not the same person that you were before the neglect. You, you're not the same person that you were before the heartbreak. But something internal happened and it left a wound. And the thing is, wounds are something that has to be dealt with. Because if wounds are not dealt with, then they can cause an infection. And I mean that literally, and I also mean that metaphorically. Because literally, if a wound is left untreated, then the result is sometimes a person can have an infection. The wound can be infected. But and metaphorically, what I'm saying is sometimes when you do not deal with wounds, when you don't deal with areas of yourself internally that has been broken, it leaves an infection within the soul or within the heart or even within your mind. And it begins to shape how you respond to people. It begins to shape how you see people. It begins to shape your world. And so the wound has to be treated. And here's why I say that healing can be beautiful and gruesome. Because healing causes you to revisit past experiences. Healing causes you to discover what's been hidden, discover what you swept under the rug, discovered what you thought didn't really bother you, but it did, or discovered what you said didn't really bother you, but deep down you know, deep down inside you know it did. It causes you to really target your point of pain. It causes you to reevaluate, it causes you to look within, it even causes you to look outside and it causes you to look outside because you start to think to yourself well all right what was it that hurt me like this or who was it that hurt me like this so healing really causes one to reevaluate, but most of all it causes you to target that point of pain Think about it. When a doctor is treating somebody, right, they can't go around the impacted area to heal a person. They have to target that person's point of pain. If there is an issue in the arm, there's no need for me to go to your leg. There's no need for me to go to other parts of the body. No, I have to target the point of pain. This is where the pain is coming from. In order for me to heal, in order for healing to come to that area, I got to target that point of pain. So don't, don't negate the healing process. Target the point of pain. What hurt you? What made you like this? What made you start responding like this? And even if it hurts to target that point of pain, understand that it's still necessary. It's still necessary in order for you to grow, in order for you to mature, in order for you to keep on going forward. You have to target the point of pain. And the beauty of healing is... Though initially it hurts, after you've been healed, somebody can touch that, that, that area that was where the injury was, and it don't hurt anymore. Why? Because you've experienced healing. And so though there are some gruesome parts that, that comes along with healing, there's also some beauty in it. 
Think about it. It's the same thing with a scar, right? If if a person gets a scar, before it heals, that scar looks ugly. The skin starts peeling back. Sometimes your, your skin starts changing colors and whatnot. But when you experience healing, your skin, your skin goes back to looking normal. And don't get me wrong, there are sometimes, um, there's sometimes where the scar has, or, or where the injury has left the scar and, and the scar remains, the scar remains, your skin does not go back to looking the same way to how it used to look, right? But even in that, it's still okay because when you look at that scar, you're reminded of what you've endured and then you, you're reminded of the situation, you're reminded of what you endured, but then you're also reminded of what you overcame. And this is the same concept with us internally, it's the same concept with us and just in life, in li just in life. Sometimes we go through situations and it leaves a, it leaves a scar. It leaves a scar. But then when we reflect back after we've gone through that healing, right, we're reminded of what we have overcome. We're, we're reminded of what we've endured. All in all, something ends up coming out of it. Something We take a lesson away from things that we experience, whether it's painful, whether it's um, whether it breaks a person down, we, we take lessons away from these things, right? So just to give this analogy, because I'm an analogy person. So just to give this analogy, imagine somebody getting burned, right? And you're told, listen, don't touch that. It'll burn you. Don't touch that. And you get burned. And so after you get burned, your skin has to undergo the healing process. And so you got to put some ointment on it. You got to put some cream on it um, in order for you to heal. And though initially when you touch it, it hurts a little bit. It hurts because it's like, well, this is a sensitive area. But then as time progresses and you start to take the necessary steps in order for you to heal, you start to allow the ointment to go on. You start to target that point of pain. Your skin begins to go back to normal. Your skin begins to, to, to get its color again, right? And the lesson that you take away from that is heed instruction. Somebody told me not to touch it. Somebody told me that it was going to burn. Somebody told me that it was hot. And so the, the instruction I, or the lesson that I got from this is to heed instruction. Or... Maybe you may be that person who did not have somebody tell you what to do, what not to do. Maybe you didn't have somebody to tell you the do's and the don'ts and you had to learn things by trial and error, right? And so let's just say, let's just use this analogy. Let's say that you are running at your fastest speed down a slippery road, right? And then boom, you fall, you get, scar you get a scar on your knee. And that scar is one that it's a, it's a scar on your knee that stay around forever. Right. And although you take the steps to heal, you put your ointment on that, you put your shea butter, you put your moisture, you know, you put your bandaid, you put the knee, the, the, whatever it is that that scar needs to heal. You put those things on it, but 
the bruise is still there. And so the lesson that you learn from that is, look, all right, I won't go running down the street at a high speed when the road is slippery. Nobody never taught me that. Nobody never told me what to do, what not to do. But I learned something from the scar. I learned something from the pain. I learned something from it. I took something away from it. And it's the same thing with us. Sometimes we experience stuff. We experience life happens and we don't go back to the person that we used to be before the pain. We don't go back to the person that we used to be before the brokenness, before the heartbreak, before the trauma, before the family dysfunctions, before the abuse, before the lies, before deceit. We don't go back to the person that we were before that, right? We don't go back to that person, but we allowed healing to take place. And now, even though we don't go back to our former selves, we learned something from the lesson and we grew from it and we matured and we took something valuable from it because there's beauty even in brokenness. There's beauty even, and you have to be able to see the silver lining. You have to be able to see the good even in what looks like the most difficult or painful situations. You still got to be able to see the good and see, okay, what came out of this? But you are only open to see the good when you've allowed yourself to experience healing. One of the reasons why I feel so strongly for this topic is because a lot of times we see people walking around with a smile or we see people walking around with angry faces. And underneath that, underneath the angry face or even sometimes underneath the smile it's a need for healing. It's a need for something to be restored in them. It's it's a need for something to be refined in them. Over these last few years, people are becoming more and more aware of mental health. People are becoming more and more aware of the need for healing. To be very honest, growing up in an African-American household, healing, mental health, um, trauma, that was not a conversation that we were having. It just wasn't. And minority communities overall, trauma and mental health is normally not really conversations that people have often. It's, it's just not. I've seen, I'm a social worker by trade, and I've seen um, people say depression. What you mean depression? You better depressed and go wash those dishes. All right, you better depressed and go to that room. Like you, you literally see these things happen in minority communities because people are unaware of trauma. People are unaware of mental health. People are unaware of um, a need for healing. And it's because in minority communities, you're taught to be strong. You're taught to be resolute. You're taught to keep on going. You're taught to, all right, get back up again. That's what you're taught, especially if you come from a faith-based background. If you come from um, a household where your faith is something that, that your, your faith is, um, or your belief system is your foundation, conversations around trauma and mental health is not really happening much. And it's because we're taught to look to that which we have our hope in. 
we're taught to to look to God. And I am I'm a firm believer. I'm not taken away from that. But as a social worker, I've educated myself and I understand also the need for therapy, the need for healing. Listen, therapy is not something that takes away. It does not take away from your faith. It does not take away from your belief. People need help sometimes processing. People need help learning how to cope. People need help with um, revisiting that point of pain. Instead of just being strong and just sweeping it under the rug. I'm sorry, sweeping it under the rug. Instead of just being strong and deciding, hey, I'm going to just keep on pushing forward. No, target the point of pain. Process what you've gone through. Process the emotions that come, came along with it. Process uh, the pain. Process the process it all. The experience. Process the impact that it has it had on you. Process it. So that then, after processing it, you can properly heal. You can now push forward because you've processed that pain. But processing it or seeking help does not take away from the strength. It doesn't take away from your strength. And it most certainly doesn't take away from your faith. Another point I want to raise is healing is a continuous process. Sometimes we think that we really have gotten to a certain place or we really have overcome something. But then it comes up, it shows up in areas, it shows up in conversation, it shows up in our relationships, and we realize that we're not, we're not fully healed, or there's still some room for healing to take place. I remember I was in conversation one day with my husband, and he said to me, what is where, where does this come from? And I was like, where does what come from? You know, I'm the social worker. I'm the one that's very observant on behaviors, on responses, on um, emotions. I'm the one that's, like, I observe behaviors. And so I'm like, where does what come from? And I really had to think back for a moment and be real with myself and be honest. And I'm like, you know what? There's still some room for growth. There's still some room for healing in that specific area. There's still room for it. And the thing is, seek healing, but also seek wholeness. Seek wholeness. Be healed and be whole. Be whole. So that that point where pain was or that pain that, that point where pain had taken place, after you received your healing, after you've processed, after you've gone through the necessary steps that you needed to in order to be made whole or in order for you to be healed, you're also made whole. Third John 1 and 2 says, I pray above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And today, to you who are listening, I pray that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And prosperity is not limited to material or financial things. I'm talking about prospering in the soul, healing in the soul, 
allowing those internal matters, the affairs of your heart to be worked on. There is healing for everybody. There's healing for everybody. The, the, the saying healing the soul, every single letter in the word soul represents a population, a group of people that can benefit from healing. And so the S is for the strong. There's healing for the strong. It doesn't matter how much you have gotten to a place where, you know, you may be in a position of leadership. You may be in a, a, a high position. You may be in a position where you are the, the, the backbone for everybody around you or the backbone for your family. Or, you know, you may be the go-to person for those around you. And so you're looked at as the strong person. But no, there's healing even for you too, because now what happens when you have to uh, deal with the pressures, right? That comes along with being so strong. What happens when you have to, you know, deal with the opinions or you have to deal with, with the critics? What happens when you have to deal with the, the comparison and what happens when you have to de um, deal with the commands and demands of people, right? And so there's healing even for you who are strong. There's healing for you too. For the O, there's healing for the oppressed. For those who battle within the mind, battle mentally, battle with um, overthinking, battle with low self-esteem, battle with dysfunction, battle with coming from a dysfunctional family, battle with being a minority, battle with brokenness, battle with... Um, with expectations that you feel like you can't meet, battle with people putting labels on you, battle with people telling you that you'll never be this or you'll never do that. People who are oppressed, battling, there is healing for you. There's healing for you. The you, for the unique, for those who feel like they don't belong, for those who feel like they are not a part, for those who feel like they're a misfit, for those who feel out of place and different and like you're the underdog. Listen, there's healing even for you. There's healing for you. When you begin to recognize who you are, when you begin to recognize your identity, when you begin to, to recognize you won't be moved by not being able to fit. You won't be moved by not being able to fit into um, what what people, what man's opinions of how a person should be. You won't be moved by that. I can identify. I can identify with 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 that with being a misfit. But you know where the healing came about, where I am when I embraced who I was. When I embrace the fact that I'm not meant to be a part of every group, when I embrace the fact that, listen, yes, there's going to be times where um, I just don't, I'm just not a part. And I am okay with that because I'm okay with who I am. And so there's healing even for you, for the unique, there's healing for you. Dare to be different. If you're not a part, if you don't fit the social norm, that's fine. And for the L, for the loss, there's healing for you too, for those who never had anybody stir them in the, in, in the right direction, for those who never had counsel, for those who never had a voice of wisdom, for those who don't know what the right way even looks like, there's healing for you. There's healing for you. And I pray that as you listen to this series, that this will be the voice that will cause you where you once was feeling lost, now you're feeling found. 
Because there is healing even for you. There is healing for the soul. And so I'm going to conclude. But before I conclude this episode, I love asking thought-provoking questions and questions that one may consider or questions to consider, right? And so if you had to think about where you are mentally, emotionally, and even your spiritual state, what would you say are some things in your life that you still need to heal from? What are some things you need to heal from? And then another thing, another another um, question to consider is if you had to target your point of pain, what was the cause? Really backtrack and reevaluate. When did it happen? Who was the cause? And then how did it affect you? How did it shift something in you? What did it do to you? How did it impact you as a person? And then the last question that I want to leave you with is, what steps are you going to take to recover? If it's a person that you need to heal from, are you going to forgive the person and start the process to heal? Or are you going to allow that experience to continue to hinder you from experiencing healing? If it's an event, are you going to accept the reality of what is? Even if it's a hard pill to swallow, even if it's a hard reality, are you going to accept the reality of what is so that you can proceed forward and begin to heal? If you need counsel, you need to um, talk through some things that has happened, you need to process, are you going to seek therapeutic help? Are you going to talk to someone that you know that has the wisdom? Are you going to talk to someone that you know that is able to help you to process this, to help you get through it? What steps are you going to take to make sure that you properly heal? Whatever you do, just make sure you prioritize healing so that you can evolve into your best self. Make sure that you you take the necessary steps in order for you to heal. And so I challenge you to really think about these things. Because when you don't heal from what hurt you, it'll show up in different ways. It'll show up in relationships. It'll show up in friendships. It'll show up in your thinking. It'll show up in your heart. It'll show up. And so you have to heal from what hurt you. And this last thing that I want to say is the best part of healing is when the injury first happens, when the impact first happens, it's sensitive. You don't want anybody to touch it. You don't want to talk about it. It's, it's, it's an area that's untouched. But when you've been healed, you can speak about it. You can target that point of pain. You can identify it. And not only that, but even in you speaking about it, it may help someone else. It may help someone else. It's so much strength that comes from that. Because it's like, look, I can speak on this. I can speak on this because it don't hurt anymore. Why? Because I've been healed. And so heal from what 
has hurt you. Heal from what has hindered you. It's ugly sometimes, but the end result is beautiful. Not only that, but it results in a better you. I'm your host, Save With Sauce, and I look forward to this journey together. Stay tuned for the next episode on healing the soul. Thank you.